Hello, and welcome to the Wednesday Word. My name is Anne Hardy, and I'm the Outreach Director for Desert Spring. It's my pleasure to be our podcast host for today. This is a roundtable podcast produced by Desert Spring United Methodist Church in Las Vegas, Nevada. Our goal is to discuss our weekly Wednesday devotional with our guests in the hope of refreshing our spirits while learning more about the faith journey of our guests. The devotionals we discuss are related to Sunday sermon in some way. They could expand on the theme or have a point of view twist, but always will be related to Sunday sermon. If you missed Sunday sermon and you want to check that out, please go to our website, desertspringchurch.com. It's my pleasure to welcome today's guests. We are joined by Mark Wilhite and Jacob Buecher. So, Mark, if you could um, say say hi and give us a little bit of a uh, uh, what your history with Desert Spring is. Hi. Hi. Um, I guess we've been with Desert Spring, I don't know, about five years. We've been in Vegas, a little over six. Uh, kind of jumped around trying to find a church, church settled here. You know, in that in that time that we've been here, um, our whole family's involved. Um, many folks know Lori works as the uh, office manager here in the church. Uh, Grant's working here in the church. Our daughter Amanda, uh, when she's back from college, is always teaching Sunday school. Um, and then I've uh, I spent three years as the chairman of the finance committee, and then I'm a regular liturgist and, and um, greeter at the church. So. Uh, not a long time, but I think we've been pretty involved. Mm-hmm. Time and you gave here. a wonderful sermon. I I really um, was brought to tears um, when you talked about Amanda and um, and her birth story. Um, it was really impactful. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, that was great. And, and I think that gets to kind of the heart of what we're talking about today: trust. Trust, you, trust you know, in having the Lord. To, having to give it to God and just trust that yeah. whatever was right, He would make it happen, and was beyond what we could do, and it was up to Him. Great, yeah. Thank you, thank you for all you do for Desert Spring. Thank you for being a guest. And our other guest today is Jacob Euchre. Jacob, why don't you say hi and give us a little bit of history of your uh, your involvement with Desert Spring? Sure. So I think we started coming here in 2011 or something, somewhere around then. Um, our oldest was, he was baptized here, so he, he just turned 12, so maybe 12 years. Um, unlike Mark, I'm not the quick joiner. So um, I was more the victim of hey, why don't you um, consider this opportunity? And those are always difficult to turn down. So, I, did, I did that too. <laughs> yeah, actually, probably it did start with, um, it was one of those things where uh, um, the church attendance, we, we, mm-hmm. we manually enter that. Um, and I did that for a while mm-hmm. um, and got involved in church council. And, and I'm currently the uh, chairman of the church council Mm -hmm. so we'll um we'll see what happens next yeah yeah and 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 you do a great job at keeping us on track and you know working with the uh what is it roberts rules is that what it's called oh yeah roberts rules of orders (laughs) yeah i largely ignore those but (laughs) (laughs) and you do it well Yeah, it, it's um, it's a it's a bit of a tightrope act, or or could be. It, it can, can be. It, yeah. We um, 
actually tied to what we're going to discuss today and hope and trust and everything and how we live that out um, everywhere. But in church council, um, there is a it, there's a lot of trust for one thing, and so there isn't a lot of contention um, because mm-hmm. I think we have that foundation as a church. Mm-hmm. That's the culture. And uh, and what is a church council's role, please? Uh, so church council is an overarching body that um, looks at and discusses things like um, programs. Uh, one, one big program that we kind of deal with is, uh, as a mission is a uh, different kind of Christmas. Um, we, we deal with um, hearing. I, I used to get to hear Mark give the mm-hmm. financial updates, mm-hmm. so we, we deal with that. Um, updates from different committees we mm-hmm. may hear. Um, but there's a few things that are interesting. We can talk about it when we get that far that, okay. that we don't deal with, uh-huh. um, which was actually surprising to yeah. me. Because you think of church council as like the, um, the, the body that controls lots of things, and we do not. No. Yeah. No, that is not the function of church council, which right. may be surprising. Yeah, for it was for me. Yeah, I, it, it um, it's it, it it really goes to the heart of mm-hmm. how our culture is different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, thank you both for your service. Today's devotional begins with our purpose statement as a church. We welcome all people to discover and live a life of purpose through Jesus Christ, as together we make a meaningful difference in the life of others. And Pastor David goes on to say, in the spring of 2008, it had become clear that Desert Spring needed revival. After a season of steady growth, the church had fallen into decline. Over several years, the congregation decreased in size by about 20%. As a result, the culture of the church had become one of despair. Something was wrong, but folks didn't know what needed to be done. I arrived as senior pastor on July 1st, 2008, and immediately started the work of revitalization. The work involved embedding five principles or values into the culture of the church. I called these values principles of revitalization. The five principles are hope, trust, joy, inclusion, and outwardly looking. Within months, despair started giving way to hope, and the revitalization had begun. It took several more years to implement all five of the values, but now, 14 years later, these principles are defining marks of the culture of the church. Because they are embedded in the culture, we can see each principle being lived out within the congregation. Of course, our congregation is made up of people people like you and me, and for the principles to be lived out within the church, they must be lived out by the people who are in the church. Last Sunday, I finished my series of sermons entitled This Is Us. In the series, we talked about all five of these principles, two of them, inclusion and outwardly looking, as a part of our purpose statement, and the other three, hope, joy, and trust as characteristics of the Christian life. Wrapping up the series, I would like for us to think about the ways we live out these principles individually and as a congregation. So here are some questions to reflect upon. What does living a hopeful life look like for you? 
How do you see hope lived out in the life of our church? So hope to me from, um, from a Christian perspective is um, it, it is a, a sense of anticipation that um, the future is better than it is today. Um, and, and that is not based on just um, optimism, like it, it, um, I can see how things could get better. It's more based on, um, based on the fact that God is who God is and what he has done um, and who he is in Scripture um, what he's done through Jesus, and, and that gives us hope for what is to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how I see it. I, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of different ways to look at it. But mm-hmm. um, in lived out in um, our church, I would say that we, I think the way Pastor Dave has phrased it before, is that um, our best days are before us is one way to look at it. Um, not just as a church, but as a um, the kingdom of God is uh, not start inaugurated, but not yet fulfilled, um, and and we have hope that no matter what, um, that's what is yet to come. Mark, any additional thoughts to that? Uh, he he's right on point. It's um it's it's what's coming. It's what the future holds for us, and and um, you know. Everything we do in our Christian life, whether it's Bible studies, uh, just reading a Bible yourself, coming to church, being involved in groups, um, you know, I mean, what's going on today is important. There's no question about it. And what's happened in the past certainly uh, informs us and strengthens us and, and, and builds who we are and what we're doing. But but there's always that that hope, that belief that there is something more, you, you know. And um, when I first saw the devotional, Jacob used the term an optimist. You know, I thought about that that picture of the glass half mm-hmm. full, half empty. Mm-hmm. I like to think it doesn't matter because the glass is refillable. But, you know, there's going to be more. There is better. There's mm-hmm. In this life and certainly in the next life to come. Mm-hmm. I think that's lived out a lot when you look at um, the prophets, especially where, you know, the Israelite pizza people did not have m- much to look for. I mean, they were the Babylonian, the Assyrians came in, the Babylonians mm-hmm. came in, and you can read it in the prophet, the despair in there, you know, mm-hmm. everything, the temple's destroyed and everything that they have that defines them is threatened. Um, and yet there's hope, you know, that that there is a, a covenant partnership and they are destined to be God's people and be um, the light of the world. Um, and and so you can read it in the Psalms that, mm-hmm. you know, despite everything, um, that there is hope. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Um, you know, um, when I think of when I think of hope, um, I can look toward my future. Um, you know, I'm getting older. You know, the body's failing a little bit. Um, but I know that my des- best days are before me. And that's how Pastor describes it for the church as well. Our best days are before us. God is at work at Desert Spring. I know God is at work in my life. Um, and because of that, a hope that I have 
Um, and I think that Jerry Maguire made a, made a good distinction when he, in his sermon about hope, was hope is not wishful thinking. Hope is relying on the promises of God um, as a Christian. Um, and I know that I can rely on those promises. Yeah, there's a belief there. That's correct. Yeah, it's not just right. you know you might as well throw darts on at the board and see what happens. But there is a there is a belief uh, that, as you said, that there is something even better. That's correct. You know, things can be great now, but even better. Mm-hmm. The the worst thing is not the last thing. Correct. Exactly. Uh, and I love I love that as well. The worst thing is not the last thing. The worst thing that happens to me won't won't have the final say in my life. Um, great. It's a great reminder. So are you quick or slow to trust the people that you meet? And how do you see trust being lived out in the life of our church? Another very, you know, light question to... to, to I'm, I'm very quick to trust people. You are. Uh, absolutely. And, and I think that's, that's the way I was raised. That's the way my parents raised me. And, um, I mean, I, I grew up in the church, um, and, and it's, just, it's just the way I am. Mm-hmm. Now, w- one of my faults is if you betray that trust, I may be a little slow to, mm. to give it back, and that's mm. something that I continually work on. But, you know, trying to be hopeful, trying to be positive, and when you look at these five principles that we talked about, um, you know, why, why, why wouldn't we? Mm-hmm. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna be positive, if you're gonna have joy in your life, if you're gonna be hopeful, you have to look for that in others. And I just assume that it's there until proven otherwise. Mm-hmm. And again, I may I may be a little quick to judge there, and that's something that that I need to work on. But mm-hmm. um, I just think it's you know it's easier to to go through life trusting people, given that trust, the belief in in. And their abilities, their actions, that, you know, they're going to do what they say they're going to do, as opposed to uh, mm-hmm. always looking over your shoulder and what's going on here, mm-hmm. you know? And and how do how do we see it in the church? I mean, I think it's what this, this church is all about. Um, when I was when I was in the military, I spent, uh, I spent about 27 years as a hospital administrator. <clears throat> so we were, you know, budgets were a huge issue. Mm-hmm. And uh, folks who come in, I need more money, need more money, need more money. And no, we don't have it, you know. Uh, and, and I come here and I get on the finance committee and uh, that's just not an option. Mm-hmm. We don't say no. Mm-hmm. You, you know, um, not only in, in finances, but in everything we do in the church. You know, we, we say that if you feel that, that God has called you to do something, we want to help you mm-hmm. do it. And, right. and as a church, we will work with you to mm-hmm. try to make this happen. That's right. And, and you know, and I and I see that in in in, in finance committee, in in uh, you know the the hopeful hundreds, in what we're doing with family promise. Um, and, and I think where I, where I really saw it is is with church council, because uh, you know there were there were a couple of years where. Budgets were tight, and, and you know, well, we think we're we're going to be maybe in the black at the end of the year. You know, maybe we're going to be a little bit under. And oh, by the way, next year we want even more. Mm-hmm. 
and, and the church council, you know, you would have thought, being a controlling body, that they would have said, wait a minute, stop. You didn't make budget this year. How are you going to do more next year? Mm -hmm. But, again, it's not a controlling body. It's a mm -hmm. guiding body and discussion. And you know what? If, if this is what the leaders of this organization think we need for next year, we need to mm -hmm. find a way to make it happen. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that's that attitude uh, is pervasive. And I mean that in a positive way. It's pervasive mm -hmm. in this church. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And, and, uh, as a as not just a staff member but as a member of the church i am always watching the church as an example um for what should happen in my life um you know i know the church has, has had some budget shortfalls and and it's like well that happens in my life too so what's what's the proper way what's the proper attitude to go about that in my life and I and I look at the church as an example of that and um, and I agree that the the attitude um, that God will provide is paramount to trust and, and you know it's more than just saying well if it's God's plan it's going to happen mm -hmm. I, I think that can be a cop-out it's God's plan it's God's plan but but I think with with a prayerful attitude and, and the trust and the belief and you know you do some soul searching and you do some praying and, and if this is if this is what God is truly calling you to do, then He'll make it happen. Mm -hmm. You know, and, mm -hmm. and it, it's that trust, um, and, and I just think it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, agreed, agreed. What about you, Jacob? Are you do you immediately trust people in your life or or? I I think um, the first disclaimer is I think I struggle with all of these. Uh, and probably we all do. I like to think that I trust people. Um, I, I'm quick to trust people. If I'm honest, I don't know if that's entirely true. Um, I think that when you um, think about an attitude of not trusting people, I think a lot of people, well, Pastor Dave said it in his sermon, is you have eyes, uh, arms wide open and you can get hurt. You will get hurt. Um, and a lot of times people worry about... Um, being taken advantage of. Um, and I think what the Gospels teach us is that um, you may, and, and mm -hmm. you, you probably will, mm -hmm. but that's not, that doesn't mean that you don't um, practice that self-giving love. And I think trust is part of that. Mm -hmm. um, it's, I, I think that's a, tough it's it's a tough thing to live out um i think we do a, a a good job as a church to model that um and and it comes out in lots of ways and i think i was really surprised i mean i was a member of the church for a number of years before i was on church council and pastor dave said he, he went through these on one of my first years on church council and he said we cannot as church council we cannot tell people no mm -hmm. if somebody comes to us and says i, I um want this this is a mission i want to undertake um let's say you want you you decided that you wanted to um open up the church and just read the gospels for an hour and invite whoever was going to be there we, we can't at, there's no 
You might think in our day and age that there is the, the next question would be, tell me what the process is. How do I apply for this? How do I, what steps do I have to do to make this happen? Mm-hmm. As if you have to, it's almost like an interview. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get told yes or no. We we can't at church council tell people. It wouldn't even actually probably ever, we, church council would never even know about it um, because it's all that is pushed down. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if that's what Mark said, if, that, if that's what you um, feel God is calling you to do, then our job is not to be a gate. It's to um, support. And where that becomes, um, you know, Mark talked about his job in, in the finance committee. The, the answer may not be, sure, here's $100 to make it happen. We, we might not be able to do that. But right. the, the question is, what can we do? Right. Because That's right. our job isn't to be um, to support everything financially. Maybe That's it right. isn't a financial thing. Yeah. But we, we can't say, sorry, we, we just can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's a, well, what, what are we going to, yeah, how, 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 are how we do we, yeah. how do we do this? Yeah. And, and I, I think that's a very important statement because, you know, Jacob, when you said often the first question is what's the process here in this church, the first question is how can we help? What do you need mm-hmm. from us? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just huge. And yeah. uh, if we, if we took the attitude um, where we said, what can we what what um, missions can we support as a church financially or otherwise um, and then how does that align with our budget and maybe our budget because of whatever reason can't support what it could in the past just hypothetically that you're killing the church mm-hmm. because you're you're now taking a model of saying um, we can only do so much what do we but we we don't mm-hmm. have that attitude at all mm-hmm. um, and we we may have to make adjustments, um, but we we won't we will not as a church sacrifice missions. Um, we we may have to adjust things, but we, as soon as you you say well we can't, then you've already you, mm-hmm. you signed the death warrant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's part of being outwardly looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, we're not covering ourselves, and it's a faith question too. Um, you know, God does not call you to do something without equipping you to do it. And so with God's call comes God's equip, equipment, equipping capability. Hey, I, I want to take us down a little path, different sure. path for sure, just a second. For yeah. um, and this bit of trust because, um, you know, Pastor David's sermon Sunday, uh, just it, it really made me think because he brought up some things that I never thought about. You know, he talks about us trusting God and us relying on God. But one of the other things that he talked about is God trusts us. Mm-hmm. Yes. Y- you know, God chose us. God trusts us. God called us um, to, to go out and preach the gospel and be disciples. Um, and, and with that, there is that trust that we will do it. And, I mean, that, ju- that just really struck me. It, it, from one, one respect, it, you know, that's, that's a pretty big responsibility. Mm-hmm. But I think the other thing is— that just goes to this whole concept of a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. We're not just the minions doing what is told. It is truly a relationship. Trust goes both ways. A relationship it goes both ways. And uh, I had not thought about that before. Don't know that I've ever heard that before. Uh, but that, that whole bit about God trusting me, trusting us, 
uh, really resonated with me Sunday. Yeah, and, and it did with me too. And then the, the point after that was, well, God trusts us. Jesus trusted his disciples. I follow Jesus, so I trust Jesus's disciples. Right. I trust people too. That's a transitive uh, trust. Kind yeah, of a thing, and yeah. so it's like, oh, wow. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I I had never I had never put that one two three together. And, and you know the example he used where um, where where Peter denied knowing Christ. Mm-hmm. You know Peter certainly betrayed that trust. Sure. As we all have. Yes. But that in no way changed Christ's trust and love and acceptance of Peter. And in no way did it change what was accomplished. Correct. So, you know, you will be betrayed, but God's will will still be accomplished. And that's, and that's, that's the trust, too. We can trust in God. And I see all three of these, hope, trust, joy, um, they, they're so interconnected. Mm-hmm. It, it's almost difficult to pull those apart to talk about the strings, the individuals. Um, in your personal life, how is joy expressed? I thought this was an interesting question. I've never thought about how do I express joy? Um, and, and how do you see joy being lived out at, at the church? The thing that I think about is um, that the work of redemption, um, God's love is not dependent on um, my failures. Um, and, and what Mark said is, is huge, is it's quite a responsibility. Um, but at the end of the day, I have the hope um, and the trust and joy sort of comes naturally that um, no matter what, I'm loved, mm-hmm. I suppose. And that, that uh, it's beyond happy, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. That, that's what I think of, I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, happiness, I think, for, for me, comes from an external um, situation. Yeah, situation, um, for sure. Joy is, is an internal state of being. Um, whether I'm happy or not, I can still be joyful. You know, I've had some very serious um, health issues and was joyful, not in, (laughs) obviously not because I was very ill, but because I knew that I was not going to be abandoned no matter what happened. Mm -hmm. So, So I was able to trust I was able to have hope. I was able to have joy in those circumstances. Um, what do you think, Mark? I, I don't know. I, you know, I, I don't know how I express joy. I would never I would never characterize myself or consider myself a joyful person. It's not a, a word that I would normally use. But, um, you know, being positive, mm-hmm. being thankful, mm-hmm. being hopeful— um, you know, the external versus the internal that you talked about. I mean, joy is, to me, it's something that, that certainly, uh, you know, comes comes from God and, and the relationship. And, uh, you know, I think being able to look forward, as we've talked about, and, and what's ahead of us, um, 
just allow that to, to overcome whatever our present circumstances mm-hmm. are. You, you know, I, I show my ignorance, whatever the verse is that, you know, pain may last through the night, but joy comes in the morning. That's right, yeah. It's going to be there. It is there. You just right. have to look for it. Right, look right. for it and and believe, hope, trust that we've talked about. Mm-hmm. I can say that um, so I, I see Mark for a very small sliver of time, but he... Um, I'll answer your question for you, Mark. Okay. <laughs> Somebody <Cool>. needs to. <laughs> when, when, you, when you interact with, with Mark and, and many, many people in this church and outside, you can see joy when mm-hmm. um, there isn't a, a forceness in their um, smile and their attitude. It's a genuine, I'm glad to see you kind of look. Uh, and I think you... The, the genuineness that that, that is, uh, is grounded in joy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that, uh, that, that my dad used to always say, and, and I've kind of picked off it a little bit too, and it seems um, somewhat, uh, uh, you know, I don't know, arrogant may not be the right word, but, uh, you know, my, people would ask my dad, hey, Will, how you doing today? And he says, you know, it's good to be me. Mm. I, I believe that. It mm-hmm. is good to be me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my life is so blessed mm-hmm. um, and has been blessed and will continue to be blessed. Um, and, and I think that's kind of that, you know, I, I don't know if I'm self-actualized yet, as Maslow would say, but <laughs> I, I, I think I'm pretty darn close. Um, you, you know, uh, as I said, God, God has blessed me in my work life, certainly in my family life, my gosh, I, I don't know if you could be any better than I am right now uh, with the family that we have. But mm. I, I think maybe that's, that's part of it. You, you know, it's just knowing and, and understanding what God has and will continue to do for mm-hmm. you. And, and how can you not be positive, be joyful mm-hmm. um, with mm-hmm. everything that's going on and that is going to go on? Mm-hmm. When I think of joy, I think of... Um, having a sense of humor and you know when um you know when something goes wrong on on sunday morning in worship pastor david laughs it off Mm -hmm. and we pick up the pieces and move forward you know as inevitably you know mistakes happen and and that's to me a sign of a joyful church that we're not taking ourselves too seriously that we can see the lighter side, we can have fun, we can uh, be joyful in each other's presence. Um, I used to uh, work a lot with the hospitality ministry, and boy, what a joyful church. People would walk in and hug each other like they hadn't seen each other in years and be genuinely joyful about being together for worship, for about being together for a cup of coffee or watching the kids on the playground or just truly joyful about spending time with their church family. You can see it, though. You can see joy in, in people uh, as they come and go through the church. I, I agree with that, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a joyful place to be. Mm-hmm. What does inclusion mean to you? What does that look like in your life? How do you see inclusion being lived out in the life of the church? Another interesting question. Well, I, I think if we go to that the, the last 
question first. How do you see joy being lived out in the life of our church? Uh, to me, it, it's the first four words of our purpose statement. Mm-hmm. We welcome, not include, we welcome all people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and I know you were going to, a little earlier ago, talk a little bit about that revitalization that, that Pastor David did back mm-hmm. in the 2008 time frame. But you remember just a couple of years ago, we kind of went through a strategic planning session again. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and the group spent a lot of time talking about the purpose statement. Yes. And uh, th- this, this first bit, we welcome all people, uh, is, is huge, and, and it's important. And, and it's not just something neat that's printed on the bulletin and then we've got painted on the wall. It... it it's in, it's inculcated in the life of the church, mm-hmm. and, and I think that uh, the church really not only believes it, but but lives that. Mm-hmm. And I think you see that in the um, not only in the membership of the church, but but those that regularly attend and and, and visit. And uh, we are just a, a truly accepting and inviting church that wants people to come and wants people to be a part and to grow mm-hmm. discover their next step step in their faith journey mm-hmm. and not only discover it but the church wants to help you take that next step in mm-hmm. in I, I've been included in, in several steps of uh, Pastor David working with other churches on on uh, revitalization. Um, and in some churches, you hear a language of, do we really want everybody? Because people bring change, and we like how we are now. And, you know, it, and it's... And it's um, it's absolutely part of Desert Spring to welcome being stretched, being outside of our comfort zone, to not only um, include, not only welcome people, but truly include them in the leadership of the church and um, having a say in, in what they would like to have done. That's the trust. That's the trust piece. I think it goes beyond... Um, Inclusion goes beyond gender or age or sexual orientation. Um, there's all kinds of inclusion. Um, and people bring all kinds of mindsets when they come to the church. And so when all are welcome, you have to be prepared for those mindsets and and including you know those those people mm-hmm. you, you know if if everybody looked like me and if everybody thought like me my life would probably be a heck of a lot easier but it would also be a lot more boring and i wouldn't grow because you, as you said, it's those different mindsets. It's those different thought. It's a thought-provoking questions mm-hmm. that leads you to that self-discovery. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, in that strategic planning group that, that David put together recently, uh, one of the things we talked about was the life cycle of a church. Mm-hmm. And if you're not growing, you're dying. 
And I, I think that this is a, a growing church. Mm-hmm. And one of the main reasons of that is the, the uh, inclusion, the all-inclusiveness, mm-hmm. and the all-welcoming. All mm-hmm. I would yeah. say we, if we're true to a biblical principle, um, we, we don't have another choice. I mean, yeah. like the one that I always think about is in Matthew 25 when, when Jesus says, um, what you did to the least of these you did unto me. And it's like these, the people that you reject um, are what you're being judged on. And um, that has some profound implications to how you live your life um, and, and the life of the church too. Um, and it's not easy at all. Um, but, it, you know, it means that the, you, you might have a lot of conversations of um, things that you feel like this is the way we ought to go or something we should do, but you get challenged because people are different. Um, but but if, if we're being true to what we say, it's a necessary thing that we have to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what is outwardly looking mean? Um, how do you see Desert Spring living out a prin- the principle of being outwardly looking? Uh, I, I'll go back to the Gospels. <laughs> you know, when, when um, it, after Pentecost um, and there was um, the tongues of fire placed on everybody. The, the job of all of God's disciples then is to be these little bubbles of God's kingdom in the world. Um, and, and the commission was not, hey, stay here and take care of your mm-hmm. own. It's go out and um, spread the kingdom. And that doesn't mean that you hit somebody over the head and say, you're going to do this. But it's living in such a way or taking care of people in such a way that the question is, geez, why? Um, that's a different way to live. Um, and I, th- I think that at Desert Spring, we have a mindset of outward, outwardly looking where we are um, very purposeful in looking in our community to how we can help um, with food drives and um, book drives and lots of different things within our community, but also we're very purposeful about um, looking beyond our country um, and how can we help people in Africa with malaria or any people in Cambodia. um, And we it's incumbent on us to not, to look at all different levels of that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and Pastor David designs the worship service to be outwardly looking and to be welcoming for those who are not a part of the church. Um, what, what do you think, Mark? I, I think I think Jacob hit the nail on the head. Um you know, it, it's great to look at what's going on within the, the proverbial four walls of the church, if you want, because 
uh, we certainly have a responsibility to our church members, to each other, to look after and take care of ourselves. But as he said, that's not the Great Commission. The Great Commission didn't say, hey, you know, be faithful servants and, and stick together and stay in the church and don't go out in the real world because something might be bad out there. It was go out, preach the gospel, make disciples. Um, and things will be hard. And things <laughs> will be hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes they're hard inside, but yeah, that's right. hope and trust. But, yeah, we have to go out, and, 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 and this church does. Uh, you know, and I think it starts just with— just with our, our online services where folks, whoever you are, can just hit a website and participate in church. Oh, that's right. And then, yeah. you know, Jacob talked about some of the, the, the projects that we're doing, uh, the, the Family Promise, the Spread the Word in Nevada, uh, African University. I mean, look at the um, the different kind of Christmas. I was going to say the Christmas project, the different kind of Christmas, uh, you know, supporting Cambodia, supporting Africa. Look what we're doing down in Sandy Valley with mm-hmm. the partnership down there. Mm-hmm. You know, the food distribution that we're doing here within the church um, are on the church property. And, and I suspect that there are people that, that come here on Saturday mornings to get food that, you know, the first time they drive up, they go, oh, there's a church here. I didn't know that. But but again, they're getting the exposure. They're seeing uh, and they're seeing us doing it with no expectation of anything in return. As a matter of fact, we are very purposeful in not being um, uh, tying our giving of food or anything to, um, I wouldn't say anything to the church because that's that's part of it, but, but it's not as if like, hey, we, we're going to evangelize you as you right. walk in the door. Right. It's not about that. It's about giving. Correct. And, hey, we're, we're using our parking lot. Um, and if you want to come in, please, we're, you're welcome. But it's certainly not a requirement. Right? Mm-hmm. It's important. It's important to reach out and meet people's needs with no expectations, no ulterior motives. It's not a hook to get you in the door. That's right. no. Hey, we see... A need in the community, in, in, you know, in the church, in the community, uh, in the world with some of the things we're doing, mm-hmm. and we want to do our part, part to help meet mm-hmm. that need. And the more, the more we think about, you know, all of this, the more it just seems like a spaghetti bowl to me. Mm-hmm. You know, hope, trust, joy, inclusion, outwardly looking. Again, I, I'm not sure we could discuss being outwardly looking without discussing inclusion. Mm-hmm. And how do you how do you talk about joy without talking about hope? They're they're just so interwoven. Um, I would say I I, I uh, signed up to be here before I read it and thought, <laughs> oh man, I found these to be somewhat convicting because you know there's a lot of growth I think to be done for me personally in these areas, um, and. You know, the way that Pastor Dave structured this is how does it look like to you in your personal, but then how is it in the mm-hmm. church? So I, I would also say that we've um, talked a lot about the good things about our church, but we're not perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in fact, I, I would um, ask that if people have a different experience or a challenge or uh, something that they would like to see change, that, that they reach out and say, you know, I, I heard what you said. That's not how I feel. Or um, maybe we could do X, Y, and Z mm-hmm. because we have to. Um, mm-hmm. We have to create that um, structure to be able to challenge. Absolutely. And when people um, give. 
feedback, I'm always extremely thankful um, because we will not get better unless we know the challenges. Um, unless people give feedback, we don't know what to work on. So I, I appreciate that invitation from you. And, um, and I would definitely ask um, if you've got feedback. Um, my email personally is ann at desertspringchurch.com. I would welcome your feedback on these, on these uh, topics. And uh, if you experience something else, please let us know. Thank you. Uh, Jacob for that reminder. So this is us. We welcome all people to discover and live a life of purpose through Jesus Christ as together we make a meaningful difference in the lives of others. So back to where Pastor David began. In 2008, Desert Spring needed revitalization. Much has happened since then and the church has grown in every way. Today, I believe Desert Spring is a vital and exciting church that's faithful to God. If you were asked to describe Desert Spring to someone who does not attend a church, how would you describe the church? What does it mean to say Desert Spring is a vital church faithful to God? I, I think probably the best way would be to start with a mission statement mm -hmm. or our purpose statement mm -hmm. and say, this is what we believe and here's why. Um, and... And I think that no matter who you are, where you are in life, there's something for you here. That, that absolutely, I think. I think the uh, having worked with uh, the church, um, social media, and um, advertising and marketing, um, one of the first questions that people have um, about the church is, "Are am I going to be welcomed? Is there someone like me? Will they welcome me?" Um, and I try to answer those questions up front. Um, and a lot of people ask, but I'm, but I'm a Lutheran. Do you welcome me? But I'm gay. Do you welcome me? But I'm X, Y, Z. Do you welcome me? And, and I'm very comfortable. Because <laughs> you trust. Because I know mm -hmm. that these, that you are welcome. Um, it, it's, it makes my job easy. And, you know, I, I think one of the ways that, that I would describe the church, in addition to the purpose statement, Jacob, you're right on there, but, um, you know, this church, it, it is a, a safe place, a place where you can come, no judgment, and, and you're here to look for what you need to worship God, mm -hmm. um, to connect as it works for you. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and one of the things that, uh, uh, that we do that, that I think it just speaks to that beyond measure is communion. You, you know, mm -hmm. um, I, I have been to, to many and been a part of many churches in my life where communion mm -hmm. is for church members. Mm -hmm. You know, here, one of the first things that David says is that you do not have to be a member. All are welcome. Mm -hmm. That's right. You know, and and if if you're welcome with such a critical, sacred, vital, whatever term you want to use, mm -hmm. uh, demonstration of our, our our belief, why wouldn't you be welcome? The other and, things the church does, and it's uh, as long as you can um, 
chew the bread and drink the juice. <laughs> That's right. That's know, right. It's everybody. That's right. Yeah. Everybody. Two, yeah. Our two-year-olds are more than more than welcome to partake. Yeah. Um, I my kids, you know, did at at you know as mm-hmm. soon as they were able to eat and drink. Um, and I think it's 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 a part of of who we are um, to share this together. Um, it's an it's an important important piece. Um, so, uh, Pastor David um, winds up our devotional, saying just some questions to ponder. You know, little little light reading. Um, God bless you, and hope to see you soon. Well, thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for spending your time with us. We pray that this time has blessed you and refreshed you on your faith journey. I'd like to thank our guests, Mark Wilhite and Jacob Buecher, for sharing part of their faith stories and their thoughts with us. It's it's always a pleasure to gain perspective um, from, uh, from church members, church family. If you're watching the video of this podcast, please know that our audio podcast is available to you through SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. You can find this devotional in text form, along with links to everything else on our website, desertspringchurch.com, and in our social media. Why don't we say a quick prayer in closing? Holy and loving God, thank you that we have a church body to turn to, to wrestle with these questions of joy and inclusion and trust. They're foundational to our faith and to how we live our lives as followers of Jesus. Thank you for these, um, for these people who are willing to come and, and open themselves um, so that we can learn from each other. We pray that this time has blessed our our listeners. And we thank you for this opportunity to share of ourselves. In Jesus' name, amen.